Thank you for joining the Tioko's podcast. Today's guest is Thomas Neubauer. He's back with us today, Tioko's uh, head of innovation. And our discussion is going to focus on the intersection between wireless service providers and the drone industry. Thomas's uh, professional background is in automatic cell planning and mathematical optimization. He has a PhD in telecommunications engineering from the Vienna University of Technology, where he studied smart antennas in MIMO systems. So welcome, Thomas. Hello and welcome, everybody. So to kick things off, I'm hoping you can provide a bit of background and, and explain how drones and telecom are actually starting to fit together, because right now they seem to be in two very separate worlds. Sure. Well, you're perfectly right. Historically, and until now, the telecom and the aviation industry have no touch points. Probably the only touch point they have is when you enter a plane and you get told to turn off your phone. That's about it, practically. But, but why? Because manned aviation has its own systems uh, dedicated for aviation, like radar, dedicated communication systems. And most importantly, there is a pilot for unmanned aviation, such as drones flying in the lower airspace, the traditional systems like radar are just not applicable. They are not working in the low airspace where drones are expected to fly. And for complex drone operations, such as beyond visual line of sight flights, there is no pilot visible to the drone. Thus, a safe and reliable communication between the drone control and management system and the drone itself is absolutely critical for safe operation. Today, the only practical way of providing such a communication is by means of existing commercial cellular networks. This is why these two massive industries now come to an intersection. And it is that intersection between aviation and cellular that enables the new innovation of remotely piloted drones flying beyond visual line of sight. So what's the state of things today? Are there a lot of drones today that connect to the cellular networks? Uh, no, uh, because airspace regulations are currently not allowing beyond visual line of sight drone operations. However, in order to make that happen, from the identification of the drone to the safe command and control of the drone, as well as the entire air traffic management, cellular networks will be critical. And at the moment, systems are being put in place, as well as regulations, to actually make beyond visual line of sight drones flying and being connected to the cellular, uh, cellular networks a reality very soon. So will operators, though, need to make any changes to their networks? I mean, will the cell towers have to be retuned or, or changed or updated in any way to address flying drones versus people on the ground? Well, for the time being, uh, the question is, what can be done uh, for drones in the existing cellular networks without making any changes to the network, without any additional investment 
without any change for the existing customer base uh, on, on, uh, for terrestrial use. But it is absolutely critical to understand what can be done, which business cases can be supported, where is it actually safe to fly uh, drones in the existing network, and what is possible, what are the possible impacts also from the drone onto the network. So this is exactly where we particularly help communication service providers cellular network operators with a solution called Airborne RF. On top of that, uh, from where we help them, there is of course a need for additional enhancements in future. Because when drones are fly at a certain altitude with a certain speed, the requirements from the cellular networks will be different to what they are for the terrestrial users. So, there, there will be a requirement for some changes to the cell towers or to the configuration in order to make drone operation in cellular networks even safer. Again, this is something we can help our customers uh, with, uh, uh, with Airborne RF and beyond where we are looking actually into how to assure uh, connectivity for such drones. Very interesting stuff. But um, what are some of these, some of the early services and use cases that, that we can expect once these two industries come together, once and once operators are given the green light, really, to go forward? Well, clearly, there's a lot of value uh, that can be provided for public safety applications, uh, first responders, emergency services, search and rescue missions, as well as medical delivery. Um, in addition to that, we already see a lot of interest, interest and business opportunity in industrial inspections, particularly where beyond visual line of sight drone missions will be able to replace expansive helicopter and light airplane flights. For example, where power transmission uh, and distribution systems have a regulatory requirement for inspection. The business cases there are pretty much a no-brainer. Furthermore, there are many agricultural applications that generate a lot of value today, even with drones being operated by people. Once the services are automated and can be ordered as a service, uh, we will see a lot of uh, uh, increased requirements and business coming from that angle. And of course, package delivery and drone taxis are probably th the most prominent examples that most people have in mind. While they may sound a little bit more futuristic and further away in terms of timing, but we already see, the, see a lot of successful trial deployments around the world happening already today. Drone taxis, wow, that does sound very Jetsons. So um, speaking of futuristic, although not too futuristic right now, 5G is, uh, is on the, the, the near horizon. Um, operators are launching it now. Will that have an impact on the different services that, uh, that the, the drone companies or the operators themselves can provide? Yes, 5G will definitely have an impact. Uh, 
just focus on the core requirements from the aviation side. Aviation systems are primarily focused around safety, reliability, and for that, they many times need dedicated communication channels. While well, 5G and particularly 5G network slicing will provide communication channels that behave like dedicated uh, uh, channels for drones, providing different service levels for the different needs. For example, ultra reliable but low bandwidth services will be needed for command and control. At the same time, high data rate uh, services and slices, for example, for a video transmission will be required for some of the public safety use cases. Network slicing will provide capabilities to provide these individual SLAs without actually any negative impact for the other terrestrial user base. So cellular networks, in summary, will behave like a set of SLA-driven communication networks for the different aviation use case and applications. So it sounds like these SLAs are a pretty important piece of the puzzle that'll help push this forward. Um, but does this mean, though, that, that commercial drones can only work with cellular connectivity? Well, in most jurisdictions around the world, you are only allowed to provide guaranteed SLAs, so service level uh, agreements for communication services in licensed spectrum only. This is very important in the aviation case. Connectivity is absolutely mission critical for safety. And therefore, these SLAs can only be provided in the cellular networks. And they will have to be assured for what is called minimum operational performance standards. And that is even more true in aviation. Well, then how is, um, how is Tioco involved in this space? How are, how are you guys helping out? Well, at Tioco, we, we're actually providing a very central elements for the interaction of cellular network operators with the aviation industry. Uh, first of all, we provide a solution called Airborne RF, which is a connectivity data platform that allows cellular operators to seamlessly interact with the drone management and aviation systems to provide data, to provide information, to provide safety critical uh, uh, data flows and, and connectivity information. Airborne RF enables the telcos essentially to participate in this future industry. Together with partners, we even provide a full solution stack so that mobile network operators will be able to provide drone operation services to enterprise customers. A little bit just like uh, they provide IoT solutions, uh, for example, for asset tracking and so on today. On top of that, we provide dedicated drone connectivity called Helix UAV only when the telcos can actually monitor and assure an SLA, a connectivity for aviation applications, they will be able to charge a premium for them. And that is exactly where we help.
Excellent. Well, thank you, Thomas. This is exciting stuff, and I hope our, our listeners enjoyed learning about this space as well. Um, where can where can our listeners go to learn more if they'd like to if they'd like to dive in a little bit deeper? Well, you, you can get all the latest information from uh, our webpage uh, tioko.com, and of course, if you follow us uh, on our social media channels, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, just subscribe and and follow, and you will get the latest updates. For Airborne RF, we have actually set up specifically. Um, for the drone uh, ecosystem, some social media channels that you can actually follow and subscribe. Great, thanks again. I hope everyone uh, watches this space. It's very exciting. Um, thank you, Thomas, and thank you again to our listeners. Take care, everybody. Thank you very much.